Hey everybody, it's Enrique here. Today we have a guest episode. Actor and filmmaker Eric Berrigan tells us his journey on finding his way to become storyteller and actor. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Beast and Bunny Podcast. My name is Eric Berrigan. <laughs> My name is Enrique. <laughs> you said your last name. <laughs> My name is Alvaro. <laughs> Oh my god, Be Somebody Podcast, episode 22. My, That's right, you heard right, my name is Amadeo. And What's up? Long, long awaited. Alright, y'all, those of you watching on YouTube, you'll immediately notice this is a different setup. Can anyone in this trio tell us why? I feel like Eric should be the one to tell people why. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Yeah, apologies in advance if you hear me coughing. Uh, we have a little situation going on over here and over there with Amadeo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the whole gang's got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> to be extra safe, we decided to do it distance anyway to not get double COVID. As you and I both sit next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole squad variant. Shit. Yeah. This is a special episode for you guys. This is the second episode that we've had where we have invited a special guest. Eric Berrigan, straight from Alaska. Straight from hey, Alaska. Hey, I took the flight in this morning. Still a little jet lag, <laughs> but here we us. are. I'm living with Enrique specifically. He's just kidding around. He's yet. not serious about that. <laughs> He's not flying around with COVID. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, no, no, no. I've been here for like two weeks straight. Nowhere else. Yes. <laughs> um, thank Tell you for it, having me. Come on, me. Eric. Yeah, what's up? Appreciate what's up? it. Thank you for having this? me. I, I feel like it's been a... It's been a... It's been a long awaited for me. I feel like finally I'm here and <laughs> it's <laughs> the podcast came back. Been listening for like a year now. Long story short, yeah, this, story. this podcast is actually the reason why me and Enrique are roommates in the first place. That's true. The, no the, way. The podcast brought people together. We tell a story, they tell a story. So check it out. Heat of the pandemic. First run. It was June. I was staying with Kira and Kezia at the time. Which are your friends. Yeah, Kira's my girlfriend, Kezia's her sister. We're all from Alaska. Um, I got kicked out of the dorms and was currently looking for a place to post up. Like a lot of people in the beginning, I was starting to DoorDash to make some funds. And I started to listen to the Be Somebody podcast. And the first episode I turned on was... Enrique talking about how he is in Santa Fe looking for a house in Albuquerque. And I messaged him. I pulled over and messaged him right there. <laughs> and we, yeah, it was just his. But keep in mind, keep in mind, I knew Eric, like, not even like a, I think like a first name basis, that's it. Like, we did like one project together. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah, we had shot the perfect candidate together. All of us actually. It was a short film, yeah. Yeah, and that mm -hmm. was the day like we met and and that was the only time we like talked. <laughs> yeah. I was, he seemed pretty chill for that few hours. 
And then he messaged me out of nowhere. He's like, hey, you want to move in? And I was like, yeah, I don't no. even know who this guy is. Who's, whose number is this? We have the original <laughs> messages, too. I really, I just like, I was just like, I snuck in there real quick. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey I'm, I heard your podcast, like, super low-key. Just want to say if you're looking for a roommate, like, I'm here. Yeah. True story. Truly inspirational, yeah. Truly inspirational. Yeah, Sounds now full circle, like, we're here. On Be Somebody Podcast. Now we're here, and now you're here. Now you're on the podcast. Now maybe someone hits you up sometime in the future. Hey, I heard you. <laughs> you're looking for a roommate? <laughs> or what? Hey, you're looking for a job? I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited for this. You know, silent round of applause, you know, because can't really clap on audio. But this is a big deal for me. Big deal for Rika. I know that for sure. How does it feel, Eric? You know, you're on this at last. Got things to say. I feel like I'm on the How's breakfast club right now. The breakfast club. Amado um, doesn't have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> on sway, huh? <laughs> uh, it's cool. I'm excited. Like, um, well, to start off, like, who are you, man? Where, where? I feel like, where are you from, man? Just the homie crashing, huh? Just the homie kicking it. Give us a 101. Man, how long of a story do we want this? Moved here with the homie Fisher, like two years it's ago it's a podcast bro you gotta talk about it in depth for sure for sure <laughs> we're trying to make this you know an hour <laughs> <laughs> um it's been about i've lived here for like two years now basically like a year and a half in the pandemic um originally from anchorage alaska and pursuing acting wow that's the original reason why we came here. And it still is the reason why I'm here and it might be the reason why I leave. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what, there's a lot there. Okay, so from Alaska. Talk about Alaska. Alaska? Yeah. yeah. Growing up in Alaska or like the film Just in general, that? like you're from Alaska, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty cool story to tell being gone now. <laughs> I, it's not fun to tell when you live in Alaska. Yeah. But a lot of so people you hate Alaska. In. Um, I'm, no, no, I wouldn't say that live on, on camera, but I, <laughs> I can't, I like went back this winter for Christmas to see my folks and just being back in the winter, I was like, yeah, like, I don't, I'm too old now, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can't say, like I can't. The, the wind like go through your bones and shit. <laughs> like, I'm just too grown for it now. Like it's too cold and dark and like all my homies are about it too. And I'm like slowly trying to. Yo, like, let's get out of there. Damn. Well, how, well, but you're you were born and raised in Alaska. You were born in Anchorage. Long story short, I was born in Woodbridge, Virginia, because like my mom's whole side of the family lives in Virginia, so I was there for like two weeks when I was like first born. I was like, yo, this is sick. And then we moved back to Alaska, Barrow, Alaska, of all places. Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what Barrow, Alaska is, it's the northernmost town city in America. It's like at the tippy top of Alaska. It's like the place that. People say, like, the sun keeps going around and doesn't set, and in the winter, it, like, stays underneath the horizon. Yeah, so the, that's that's a place where they have, like, all-day sun, right? There's no night. Like, during summer, it's always sun. Um, There's, like, legit, like, a two-week period where the sun doesn't drop below the horizon, if I'm not wrong, if I'm correct. But, yeah, like, the summer times, like, the daylight's really long. Mm-hmm. And then the winter is super dark all the time. So you have, like, three hours of daylight, and that's it? Yeah, I was only two. I was only there until I was two years old. Mm-hmm. But from what I've heard from my parents and friends, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of brutal out there. Damn. 
Anchorage is less brutal because it's literally like the bottom of the state, but still very dark, very cold in the winter. Mm-hmm. So you went straight to Anchorage from Barrow? Nah, so I went from Barrow two years. When I was two, my parents moved to Sitka, which is like in like the panhandle, like here. <laughs> like I do a little map with your hat. That's a last. <laughs> like down right here, there. so Barrow, and then boom, Sitka till I was seven. Because all my dad's family lives in Sitka. Yeah. And then Anchorage, which is the main city, has half the population of the state in mm-hmm. Anchorage for from seven years old on through like till college. That's insane. Damn. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, honestly, growing up there, I'm like, wow, like I could go back and appreciate it in, in the summer because there's so many like local festivities and everything and people go crazy when the spring hits like like no other like no other place because the winter's been so like daunting for so long so everyone's like outside all the time and it's it's dope like i actually want to go back for this summer for sure for like an extended amount of time damn that's crazy it's a cool place to grow up for sure yeah that's a very unique that's a very unique place to grow up opposed to like because you what do you call us that are not from alaska Oh yeah, everyone. What's the terminology. The lower forty-eight. Lower forty-eight. <laughs> I didn't know that you grow up and you don't realize like that's not like a normal term for like people in the lower forty-eight. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> when you first called me like, yeah, down you you were you were like y'all in the lower forty-eight, and I was like lower forty-eight. I was like, oh, like what do you mean lower forty-eight? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it was a cool time. Like, I know that Hawaii, um, or at least I've heard it before in Hawaii, where they refer to us on in the forty-eight. You know, the mainlanders. Mm-hmm. I don't know how relevant that is today. I haven't been to Hawaii in a long time, nor have I spoken to many Hawaiian people. But the lower 48, that's curious. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Damn. Just, just something you grew I'm up I'm going to get that tattooed. So, so how in Alaska, out of all places, that I feel like a lot of people think it's like this barrel, like, Iceland that people have in their mind and grade, like, North Pole and all that. How do you transition from being a normal kid to wanted to and have dreamed to want to act how did that happen in alaska of all places it didn't happen in alaska actually no, it didn't. <laughs> i had to leave i had to leave to figure it out for real um i spent my first year of college at the university of alaska anchorage like the main college mm-hmm. in town and it felt like high school without like all the fun parts of high school awful experience man and then um but shout out to the school like they they're they're cool but i just didn't i wasn't vibing i was studying biology at the time and in my mind i was like i need a gap year like i don't know what i want to do with my life but i know i don't want to go into medicine so i was studying it for the last four years in high school and i very well could have but i like didn't want to you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah so i went to oregon with my friend Ramy robinson the boy <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ramy robinson <laughs> <laughs> we went to oregon together and in my mind, I my mom would never let me take a gap year. Like, that would yeah. never happen. My mom's uh, from the Philippines, by the way. So, she's a very Asian mom. <laughs> my dad also is from Mexico. So, very hardworking dad. <laughs> that's that's crazy to me to think that, like, coming from Mexico and, like, you thinking about, like, my dad when I think of your dad. Just, like, thinking about how, like, like my dad, like, from Mexico like, landed in Alaska. Like, does he have a story of, like, how he landed in Alaska, the whole places? My dad has so many stories. I don't know how. They always say, like, one of their, like, my uncles or aunts, like, ended up in Alaska, so they went there, too. I'm just like, how did they get there? You know, it's it's weird. But they, they literally met in Barrow, Alaska. So my mom's from Manila, Philippines. My dad's from Zacatecas, Mexico. 
and they met in the northernmost city in America. And that's crazy. That's a whole damn. That's a, that's a story right there. You should write that. Yeah, and then they have me. <laughs> <laughs> the chosen one, huh? <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. had to come together for the special boy to come together. <laughs> yeah, but but oh yeah. So long story short, that was my ideology. Was I'm gonna go to Oregon, not take a gap year because my mom wouldn't let me do that. But literally take any class like that interests me in Oregon just to, like, find my way and figure out what I really want to do, you know? Yeah. And I ended up taking my first acting class ever. And it was the absolute scariest thing I ever done up until my up until that point in my life. Like, yeah. literally sitting in the sitting in the class, the first day of class, everyone's, like, saying hi or whatever. But you can tell... Like, acting was so foreign to me. Like, film and everything was so foreign growing mm -hmm. up, like, to my circle in Alaska. Yeah. Wait, but then why did you end up choosing that as a curriculum, like, for you to take that semester? It was this, like, it was literally, it came from, I knew there was a desire in me that I wanted to try it. And also being, like, the scariest thing I can do. Mm -hmm. But what, where did that desire come from? Was it just you... You were looking at the courses and then acting popped up and you were like, oh, that seems cool. And then you felt or like, where did that desire of I want to try acting come from? I feel you. I literally subconsciously feel like I've wanted to be an actor for literally like my entire childhood, like my whole life. <laughs> like for well, real. Talk about that. Like where, <laughs> where did that come from? Where did that stem? So it was like second grade when I think the first high school musical dropped. First high school musical drama. And yeah. homie Zach Efron, Zach Efron went in <laughs> and With told me this could be the start of something new. <laughs> <laughs> I said, say less. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't listen to him for another like 10 years. <laughs> Shout out to Zac Efron. It took three movies for me to finally be like, okay, like the whole trilogy for you, to, for you to, to understand that you need to do. This uh, is my calling. I literally my elementary school's mascots for the Wildcats too. I literally like fantasized about it. I was like, Damn. yo, this is this is. It. So that's why you, that's why you came to Albuquerque, New Mexico because of because of Efron. Yeah, because of, yeah, it flashed across the screen. But you went to the wrong city. You should have gone to Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't know it was shot like it was meant to be like shot in Albuquerque. Yeah. I didn't know like the whole thing was in Albuquerque. So that's So were you, were you disappointed when you landed here and found out? I was like way more excited. I was like, "Oh, I'm in the hometown where Zac Efron <laughs> and, or Troy Bolton and Chad and yeah. I didn't know until I literally got here, which yeah. is wild. You like tried to throw the high school as soon as okay. you playing touchdown. So anyway, <laughs> so then you so watch so high school around. musical and and that was just like excitement for you of that looks so fun. I want to run around seeing dance. I I did it in my head for like a long time. I'm telling you how suppressed this was. Like I wasn't around like nobody like that. Like my parents, my mom wanted me to do it, but it was always very embarrassing for me. Like mm -hmm. I was very shy growing up high key and like especially after moving to Anchorage. So it was, I was just like, I always, she always brought it up and I always like played it off as a joke and like, it was really embarrassing mm -hmm. to talk about, you know? Yeah. Were, were you around a lot of arts growing up? Like, was there arts in your school or anything like that? Or was it mostly like STEM-based classes and stuff? Talking math, science, and then sports. 
and that was like it that was the way of life like you didn't even do arts and crafts and none of that drawing nothing i took a painting class in high school once that's it wow I, i'm telling you yeah like i wasn't like i wasn't around that like that like I listen to a lot of music. <laughs> Word? Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, mine was in like elementary school, but yeah, all I did was like take one fucking painting class and still no acting classes, still nothing like that. Damn. But did you know anyone in Alaska that you knew that was like pursuing like some sort of artsy thing? Yeah, yeah, but they weren't like, like we were, we were cool. Like we'd be like, what's up? But like we weren't, we weren't like Essentially, tight. You know, was it, was it all like internal? Did you feel like a sort of like fire eventually? come up within you or did you have a bit of an external influence at the same time or was it you know was it more internal or was it more on the outside yeah what what initially pushed you to make that decision it was literally the high school musical route (laughs) (laughs) for some musical theater (laughs) it was literally yeah like i didn't even like pay attention to it like growing up like it wasn't like i didn't have time to like it wasn't anything i could like cultivate um and it wasn't until literally like I was back against the wall. I was like, I have to make a decision now because I'm not going to med school for another like four years after college of four years, you know, I need to make a decision like, cause I'm not going to waste my time in college. So that getting pushed back against the wall for that, it was like the opening to be like, I need to just go for literally every fiber of my body, like listen to everything that my soul's saying, basically mm-hmm. not to sound all deep and stuff, but you like literally like listen to yourself and be like, what do you actually want to do? Mm-hmm. Well then, so then talk about, then you you signed up for the class and you were there day one and what what was what clicked for you what happened i sat in that chair i'll never forget this exercise we we the first thing we did in the class we all got in and we were all saying hi you know like in it's a big university like so everyone's from everywhere so it was like a really cool like campus and everyone's like really friendly but we're all saying hi then finally we're sitting literally like this like on the bench and the teacher's in the front and we're all just sitting there i'm just like shaking bro like i'm dead ass like i'm telling you i was so nervous like like barely like functioning i was like oh like what is happening bro like i am so embarrassed i've never done anything like this and the teacher the first thing she made us do was thank goodness i had this teacher for the jk rogers was her name shout out jk rogers. J- shout out jk rogers um if you're watching this we're still out here we're still grinding <laughs> <laughs> um she changed my life for real she had us each of us go up to the front of of the class and everyone's sitting there and we just had to stand there and be in the moment and just and just be there for a minute and just look around don't walk away don't do anything nervous like don't do anything weird just like be there and just like and stay calm and just like watch and just be there and from that point on like I was like wow like I loved that feeling like I was like whoa like we didn't even do anything up front and I was like I like just felt comfortable and I felt like I was in a place where people were being vulnerable and and wanted to like share their stories and I was just so excited to meet people and from then on it was just like this is this is this is it. <laughs> wow, shout out to the red carpet. Like that we called ourselves the red carpet that first class with JK Rogers. Yeah. The OG like the core. Like <laughs> yeah, we called ourselves the red carpet cuz we said we'll see you on the red carpet someday. Wow. Yeah, wow. I like that. Yeah, I mean, so, Brittany, Brittany was a part of it. You remember Brittany? Brittany? Brittany Bosworth. Maybe, I don't know if you, she visited here. Maybe we weren't even talking until then. Yeah, no. We FaceTimed. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah, there's so many people from there. 
So, but, but right now. that was that key moment for you where it switched. Was there like another big moment in that first class where, or, or was that it for you? So it was like the beginning. Was it like feeling scared? Was feeling scared part of the reason why you felt this is something that I have to keep doing? I like this feeling. And I know that I can conquer feeling terrified like this. And I haven't really like experienced that sort of endurance before. Is yeah. That, yeah. Does it sound relatable at all or am I completely? No, no, no definitely. <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> no, after that moment I sat down, I was like, wow, that hit. But I still like pulled up my phone and was still looking at different classes to change out. I was like, yo, this is too much still. But I stuck through it and I was like, you know what? Like, yo, that don't be like, don't lie to yourself. Like, don't like if you enjoyed that, like keep going. Like, doesn't matter if you're if you felt nervous or weird, but if you enjoyed it personally, like you gotta fight for it. And yeah, it was it was cool. I don't know. It's one of those times where you go through like schooling and you kind of like have a path pay for yourself like you got to go to med school if you want to do this it was one of those like first times where i finally felt like agency to like take control of my own life and control the pace of it wow and so by the end of that semester was it in your head all right i'm I'm gonna become an actor no no not yet no it wasn't until my second year my third year of college at university of alaska fairbanks where i like sat down and was like let's let's go for it like let's be an actor (laughs) which is way later on for sure so what happened between that class and then you deciding to fully go in um did you go back and forth with the idea of med school like i don't know if this is for me i don't know if i can do this i should probably stick with what's safe no no med school was out the window (laughs) we're looking at something completely different no med school was out the window after that class for sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> that first semester at Oregon, that first trimester at Oregon med school was way out of the question. <laughs> it was for sure film after that first trimester. Um, but acting wasn't like the primary until UAF. Mm-hmm. So then you came back and then you went to another university in the middle of Alaska in Fairbanks. And then that's and then you, you did film school and all that? Yeah, so here's what it is. So I went to University of Oregon through the National Student Exchange uh, exchange program. So I could, like, pay in-state tuition. But you're only allowed to do that for, like, a year at a single school. So I went to University of Oregon for, like, two trimesters, basically a full year. And the time was coming up where I had to go back. And I had to say bye to, like, everyone, like, all my new friends that, like, literally changed my life. It was a really tough time. But then... I was searching up classes in Alaska because I was planning on going back to UAA. I'm just trying to pump out classes to move back to Oregon. And I stumbled upon UAF because they had the only film and performing arts um, program in Alaska. And growing up in Anchorage, no one, everyone talks so much mess about Fairbanks. <laughs> like, like Fairbanks has nothing to do, yada, yada. But I had no other choice. Like I had to go. So I went and moved to Fairbanks. And you didn't know anyone when you moved to Fairbanks. You just went. I knew like a couple people. They weren't in film for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that didn't really matter to me. I was like, I'm just going to just grind it out. And I did. I gained as much credits as I possibly could like every second. Like mm-hmm. it was crazy. <coughs> yeah. And then from then on, like it was it. So we had that time and we were going to classes and everything. And a year passed and it was time to make a decision and my friend Fisher and I have always 
wanted to leave Fairbanks also. We, we felt like we like had our time up there and like did everything we could and learned everything we can. And we were looking at schools and we were originally going to go to California, but they didn't allow, because we we're going to do the NSC program again, and they didn't allow people in the NSC program to take film classes at this school in California. So the next best bet was the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Because our film professor who started the film program in Alaska is an alma mater from UNM and grew up in Santa Fe, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so she put us on. And that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay, so talk about that then. So you came to, U- Yo, to New Mexico. Out, shout out that professor. Real quick. Hey, yo, shout, shout out, out Maya. You know what it is, Maya. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> yo, shout, out, shout out Squarespace while we're at it. Hey, it was fun to say. I've been talking a lot, though. I want to hear about y'all. Like, <laughs> no, it's about, about Dude, you. The, it's a guest episode, bro. Yeah, we talk, you like, know about us. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, so you got to New Mexico. And how different was New Mexico from Oregon and Alaska? Um, New Mexico. Yeah, talk about that switch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you should tell them the story that you told me that very first weekend when you got to New Mexico. The, the movie watching one yeah okay um, or if you don't watch no no, it, no, I, no, no 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 i'm not i just i haven't heard the story so i'm very intrigued at the moment so check it out fish and i fish and i decided to move to university of new mexico and so we got here and this was amidst the time of all of like the like south like kind of like texas like shootings like mass shootings like when they were like really becoming they're like really relevant and like really going on so it's kind of a scary time to fly down in general we're like you know what like being from alaska like going to the lower 48 with that news was kind of like oh my goodness but but it's all good and so we, we came anyway and we tried to go to as many events at unm as possible and one of the first ones was movie in the park which is they bring there's a big field called johnson field at unm Movie on the field. Movie on the field. Yes, sir. Movie you know about field. it. Maybe you were there. Um, <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> they they played Aladdin. I wasn't there for Aladdin. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. They get a big projector. I was with the organization that put it on. <laughs> oh, really? Not at the time. Not at the t- I don't think at the time. What year was this? 2017? 2019. Anyways, just keep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep going. Movie on the field. Yeah, big-ass inflatable screen. So one of the events was movie on the field, big screen, big inflatable screen, and, like, all the students come to, like, the park and just sit on the ground and watch this movie in the park. Honestly, lit. Like, it was at night, like, right when the sun set. Like, it was, it was cool. For those of you who don't know what UNM is, UNM is the school in Albuquerque, but it's, like, right, literally right next to Central, which is, like, I didn't know at the time. One of the hottest blocks in the in the city. <laughs> the block was hot, and especially with the news, we saw, boy oh boy, me and Fish look at each other like, "Are you down yet?" Yeah, we're down. We go and we sit at the in the field, like, and we're watching this movie. But we we were mindful to sit like on the edge, like we're like, if anything goes down, like we're not gonna be stuck in the middle, you know? Like we literally were thinking that, like we we came in with the knowledge, like yo, like. We don't know where we are like what's going on and like about like a fourth of the movie went by and we looked at each other and we're like you bad it nah we were both that was scared the whole time <laughs> and we left like before the movie finished for sure 
That's so crazy. So, but that's just so insane to me that like the mentality of like coming from Alaska and like seeing us, the, the lower 40. No, I was mostly just intrigued about the ideology behind the way you uh, see the lower 48 compared to Alaska. Like it's like a different lifestyle from Alaska and us. Oh, definitely. Even lower 48, a place like New Mexico is different from the other 47. Yeah, but coming from Alaska in, in terms of his well, yes, perspective. Yes, of course, but it's going to be extremely different no matter what. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's wild. I mean, what did you what did you expect to happen? We're like, man, if this place or gets shot up, like... <laughs> this movie is not that good to take a sh- <laughs> to be a part of no no news article, bro. Like, <laughs> I was like not not in our first week, man. Um, but yeah, like lower forty, like growing up in Alaska, like you really feel separate from like the continental United States. Like you don't feel like you're really a part yeah. of America. I was just talking to Kira about this the other day because like you you learn like American history. And it, it doesn't feel like you. It doesn't feel like it's a part of your, Alaskan where you are, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you guys have your own history there, right? Yeah, yeah, which is, which is like the forefront of what we learn, but yeah. Do you want to hear this with an interesting Alaska f- fact that you don't think most people know? Um, hmm, interesting Alaska fact. Let's see, let's see. About to let my people down, huh? The homies. <laughs> You're carrying all the weight of Alaska right now. There are no penguins in Alaska. Oh. Okay. Contrary to, I don't know how popular that belief is, but there are none. But there are, like, you know how people say, like, moose and everything, like, oh, it must be so cool for people to see, yada, yada. Yeah. I've lived there for how long? Like, for my whole life now, it's been, like, whatever, 20 years or whatever. And yeah, it's still super exciting to see them today. <laughs> like yeah. you see one walking on the street, the most exciting thing. Like, you just pull over and you still stop and like take pictures and everything. After all this time, no yeah. yeah. Even if you see one all week, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would. Are there polar bears there? Man, I was hoping you wouldn't ask, because <laughs> I'm honestly a little hazy. I'm not sure. <laughs> I I will say I am the worst Alaskan to be the first most spokesperson about Alaska. I'm sorry. <laughs> You need someone else for this. Fisher knows a lot. Um, but yeah. <laughs> You're calling right now. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to be Fisher? It's going to be like, are there what in Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're in New Mexico. And then, yeah, now you're an actor. And you're trying to make it in New Mexico. I'm trying to make oh, it. just trying to make it. <laughs> make it, period. I'm trying well, to yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like the time. No, I'm talking about the timeline. So you landed to New uh, Mexico. <laughs> First you step were, was getting an agent, 100%. Yeah, talk first, about that. How, literally how every did you get an agent? Yeah, talk, well, exactly. Talk about the game plan. Like, as soon as you got here and you realized, this is what I want to do. This I'm going to take it this way. I moved here for a reason. So what am I going to do to make it happen? Every fiber in my body, every every big toe step I took was, like, to get an agent as soon as I touched down. Like, from the taxi cab out of the airport to, like, everyone I met was to get an agent, like, picking their brain, which was cool. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, like, this time now has been, like, the slowest I've lived my life, like, in so long. Like, during that time at UNM, like, every second was was acting. Like, every second had something to do with it. Like, it was it was wild. But, yeah, I hit the ground. <laughs> so, how did you get your agent? <laughs> So I got here and I was like, yo, like, I know what I need to do. Like, I want to take voice lessons. I need to get, I'm going to take college courses, of course. I was taking two classes or maybe just one at, to start. 
um, and I want to get into improv. Those are the top three. So I joined an improv class, the Box Improv, um, downtown Albuquerque. Um, shout out the Box. Shout out the Box. <laughs> <laughs> in the cut <laughs> literally is this the joke just shout out everybody that we have no sponsors we got no one that really <laughs> like we don't even know but fuck it bro yo shout out <laughs> shout out that go fund me though so we started getting involved in improv the box theater yeah the box and um literally the funnest thing I think still to this date that I did in Albuquerque like absolutely like just pure fun like so sick you could go to classes for free on the weekend if you or shows for free on the weekend if you took classes like amazing experience and then i was taking voice lessons privately which i found out about from the uber from the airport to unm like her daughter was taking voice lessons so i called that that person was taking voice lessons and really just building the arsenal because like i still had only been in short films and taking college classes and i was like i need to get some local local experience around here and see what's popping I was taking class at University of New Mexico and was just taking classes and like picking my teacher's brain about how to get an agent and was finding more about them and which ones I wanted to sign to. I went to visit CNM, which is the community college here in Albuquerque, like every Friday because they have like really big links to the industry here. And I literally just, I didn't go to classes there or anything. I just poked my head in there and I knew who I wanted to find. There was one guy, his name was Grubb. People know CNM, people know like the, the scene here like grub was the person i was trying to find and he literally without knowing me i just mentioned that because he knew my film professor back home so i just mentioned her name and she was like yeah and like he was like fighting for me and the, one of the craziest moments was there's a there's a relatively big agent here one of the ogs and i i mentioned i wanted to get signed and he was like oh oh you an actor yeah well then you you need an agent then and i was like I know, like, that's why I'm here, like, like, in my mom's like, I know, like, I'm literally just talking to you, I have nowhere to start, like, I don't know what to do, like, it's a, it was huge for me, like, I don't know any of this stuff, we don't have agencies in Alaska, you know, um, and my prior thought, like, getting signed to an agent is, and I still think it's really difficult, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you have to go to grad school, and you have to, like, really build, like, a, this, this resume of, like, what you're doing, and then hopefully you get like a look to get signed with an agent so i was like you know like i was this is it's very difficult you know for me um and he literally i tell him that and he's like oh cool pulls out his phone punches in a number hey I'll, I'll just say her name is uh susan hey susan yeah i got i got a i got an actor here for you if you want to check him out yeah yeah cool, cool cool yeah we'll set something up cool yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We just said something. Like, literally, like, in five minutes, he homie calls this agency. They're, like, the biggest one at the time, arguably. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, it was crazy. Nothing came from it, but that was a big moment. Um, but from those visits, I got my first meeting with a different agent. Um, just meeting people at CNM. People are so gracious um, and just wanted to help out. And, yeah. And then I also, from taking the class at UNM with Dodie Montgomery. Hey, yo. Shout out Dodie. <laughs> she brought in another agent to the class, like the you would say the third big one into the class, and we got to meet in person and ultimately like submitted to her and ultimately signed to her. Yeah. That was kind of a long-winded story, but yeah. No, no, no that's that, that's uh, for anyone that's like interested in wanting to do that. That's well, good set by set. Exactly the kind of story, exactly the kind of story that you want to hear. I mean, what was it like, though, like, trying to get those agents? Like, what was the audition process? What was the communication back and forth? Like, did you, were you successful at first, or did you have to kind of work for it a little harder? It was, How did you feel like? It was literally an eight-month process of 
headshots, getting letters of rec, kind of like um, resume building. And this is all, this doesn't include like starting to act. Like I've already had done shorts and everything before this. But the actual like portfolio building was about eight months. And yeah, so it was a really big deal to me. <laughs> I do have that footage. And I do actually... I got my little basket of goodies here, but here's goodie number one. This is actually the thing that I submitted a copy of the folder I submitted to my first agent. I don't know if you guys want to see. And it's, here, let me clip this real quick. And inside, all right, so it's a binder of, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, need, you yeah, can we look at it if you want. It's all, it's all mangled. Describe of what we're being. It's all mangled. There's, there's a bunch of random stuff inside now. Um, okay. But so Eric just pulled out. Eric just pulled out his acting portfolio. It's a big yellow uh, folder. Full oh, because you just carry around a bunch of resumes. Yeah, but the original contents of it, I could describe it more in depth. But yeah, I feel like you should. I have no idea what this <laughs> is. <laughs> so for people who can't who can't see <laughs> right now, <laughs> why don't we do that for you? <laughs> Let the man speak, please. <laughs> For the people who can't see right now, it's a big five-star yellow folder. The top of the line you can get. And it has my name, email, and phone it's number. Like 50 cents at Target? <laughs> top of the line? <laughs> top of the line? I'm talking premium, like off a of stock X type top of the line. Yeah, it's only available to professional actors. Sorry. <laughs> you get Maybe this at any day. local you know. Walmart grocery. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it has a picture of me, a picture that Kira took of me, which is like st I still used to this day. It's super funky and eye-catching on the front. And inside, it would normally have two different headshots, two copies of my resume, two um, letters of rec from two different directors slash professors, and then the cover letter of why I feel like I should be signed to your agency. You just carry that around always? I had I had multiple copies, but I submitted like a brand new version, like. Uh, snail mail mm -hmm. to the agency and that's what got the look and that's what got me the meeting Damn. yeah so have your documents always everything professional and polished uh for sure for sure if the materials essential essential yeah but yeah i'm really proud of this thing because yeah i had a bunch of them i mean like a bunch i had like three but mm -hmm. yeah Damn. okay so you got signed <laughs> how was it when you sign like is it like the the NBA like draft where like, you get like a contract <laughs> yeah, like a, and you sign like it rush. and everyone's like eh, and they snap a picture or like do you physically sign anything when you get signed? Yeah, like so back in the day when COVID wasn't a thing, like you go in there in person and like so you get the meeting, right? And the meeting you have no idea like what to expect. But luckily when I met this agent for the first time in class, I asked all the questions I needed. Like what do you expect in a meeting? What do you expect on a cover letter type thing? You know, because I was like because you're going to see something for me. Like, yeah. you're going to see me. And uh, so I was ready. I was prepped. I had two. Because you, you don't know what to expect. Like, these agent, agencies could literally, like, be like, all right, perform something for me. And you have to be ready. So I had two different monologues, one dramatic, one comedic. Both memorized in English and Spanish. Ooh. Going, going, into, going into the room. Yeah. Um, and we had a meeting, and it was, it went swell like we almost didn't even have to talk but like it was mainly just trying to assess each other out like are you staying in new mexico like are you worth putting my time into when she knew that like i just moved literally for acting it was like it was a no i wouldn't say a no-brainer but she was she was chill after that and it was just like yeah and from then on it was me asking her if she was good in 
a good agent, you know, like if, if our relationship is going to work for like me, which is a crazy like turnaround. Cause I was like ready to perform like four monologues <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it was really surprising. And like, she was ready to sign. And I like, gave her the, yeah, can I decide on this for a second? And she's like, yeah, I'll just email it to you. And like, you get me back, hit me back if you want to sign. Mm-hmm. And bro, I tell you, I put up that vlog camera. I had the papers out. My suit on, bro. Really? My cap on with the agency. <laughs> Signed that physically hard. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard. It was sick. Bust out AP. Just <laughs> <laughs> At the pre- press conference, probably you're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> On the flash photography. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It was, it was a lot of lots of ups and downs to get to that point for sure. Like I've had I've had some insane experiences that really affected about how it. I moved forward going forward but but yeah that, that hit <laughs> and then uh so uh, okay so we're there and then what happened next after signing yeah what happened between from signing to how you met amadeo and me because you know how did you get there step, that's just a stepping stone bro that's just like that's not the resolution to this journey yeah it was wild like you you it was a readjustment of goals for sure i'm sure you've had mm-hmm. had moments like this where like you you hit that end goal that you've been fighting so hard for and now you gotta you gotta shoot higher you're like dang like now you're signed and like what now <laughs> like yeah. like now like actual auditions are coming and you actually have to like like go for it now like you're like signed like there's no like like you're in the mix now <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was wild. Is is that when you started feeling like, wow, like this is a reality now? Yeah, I was like, man, things, it's like, it's time. And things are boosting. I'm telling you, bro, like before the pandemic, I was getting a lot of auditions. Like I felt like I was for just, had just signing and yada yada. And then I remember I had like five at one point. Yeah. And like the pandemic hit and like, wow, it's been so different since for real. But yeah, after signing, like it was just like, hitting the ground running and just acting in class and like being a part of shorts and i was auditioning at cnm at unm capstones all that yeah i mean the grind don't stop like it didn't, it didn't change or anything i was like oh yeah that was good <laughs> yeah it can't it can't like not if you're trying to improve not if you're trying to work at a professional level yeah i'm telling you i have Man. a million questions for you guys like don't get me wrong like i know i've been on my soapbox well, but we're, i feel we're weird trying to up. turn it in... no 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 we're almost okay okay up, okay so then through that process of trying to build connections trying to get experience you stumbled upon uh our film set for a role Word, right word. yeah so then <laughs> shout out k huh shout out k yo shout out k in la shout out k torres yes sir KLA. so our friend k invited you to come to our set because we needed an extra actor for the word. short film we were doing word and i this story i wrote and directed and so i had it was like this we kind of talked about it It was the same set that amadeo had his first acting experience which is like crazy this is like such like a like a core memory right here yeah no unforgettable for sure (laughs) where i remember this on my deathbed (laughs) (laughs) such a core memory like this was like yeah it was just crazy like i it's crazy to look back to this like memory because i really took it as like this very easy kind of nonchalant like little film challenge like a literally like a workshop you do in like film class but we were doing it like after hours where it's just us as like film students and yeah i wrote and i wrote this little thing it was supposed to be like fun quirky you know a good time and 
I'll, I needed one. I needed actors, and I messaged Amadeo and um, Kay, which was one of the other leads, told me, "Oh, don't worry about the other person. Like, I, I have a friend." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure. Like, it's just a fun little thing." And so, yeah, we show up to class, and yeah, I see you and your and your little back then. You had like more of like a how do you explain your hair? It was like like all bouncy and like super like dead center and you're just running around like oh <laughs> like I, no, my first impression <laughs> Eric he was wearing like a red a red converse and like a green converse oh, <laughs> like different yeah. color shoes but this but different shoes but the same shoe and you were just running around yeah. and what yeah i was like i was like who is this kid i was like hi eric and I, oh enrique nice to meet i don't even think i i shook your hand or anything it was just kind of like we were like busy like all right let's go let's go Dude, talking about like he's so like was someone's kid in a Chuck E. Cheese just <laughs> running around the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm telling you that like I was going to UNM for a semester already at that time, and we had been in the chair reel for Lady in the Park, so I like, knew who you were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, you're right. Um, right. and that was like what the was first Lady time Park? Lady in the Park. That was the f- Lady in the Park was the first short official short. My roommate and friend Fisher and I and Hector Cortez. Shout out Hector. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh Hector produced it. <laughs> the first show we shot here in Albuquerque and it got to Cherry Hill Film Festival, which we were ecstatic about, bro. I'm telling you, we were lit, bro. And we were so excited to be in the film festival with such other like amazing films. We were literally like shook. Like I'm telling you, after the festival we were shook. Like it's time to work. Like it's it's cool. But that so the perfect candidate was like honestly like my first time meeting like the film production people at unm mm-hmm. up until like i already had been going to school for like a whole semester and like a couple months like but it wasn't until then that i like met people who were like shooting for real for real that weren't like our core group like yeah that's crazy because i don't see us as shooting for real for real <laughs> <laughs> I, like you, I like how you categorize us shooting for real for real I don't know why you say that, but like you, this, this isn't the first time you said that it wasn't a for real shoot when it very well was. You, know? you had the fucking clap. That is because I'm saying like real to me. You had everybody there. We had the practical effects. We had <laughs> the multiple takes, the lighting yeah. setups. It was a very legitimate set. No, no, it it, it was it was an actual set. It was valid, bro. It, it was, was a set. Don't get me wrong, but to me, I saw it just as like this. I don't know. It was just like a another. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I really saw that as. But to me, yeah, it was just yeah, like yeah. oh, so, something else. You know. No, right, I, feel, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Keep going, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, hi, man. Huh? And yeah, so we lead up to there, and here we are, huh? Nice. You my roommate. And here we are on the beach of Money Walk. Yeah. We shot it, and then all right, bye, Eric. Bye, and then. I didn't see him for like a month, and then he messaged me to be roommates, and I was like, "Yeah, we need a roommate." Yeah, because the pandemic crashed super hard. Yeah, after. and that like, was everyone just dispersed. Like, that was I thought it was pandemic. Gonna, yeah, it I really went, was going to be a start of something new. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Zach oh, Efron. It, it sure was. It hey, sure shout, was. <laughs> shout out Kenny Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Vanessa. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> <laughs> but um we move in together and i remember like honestly like i remember like the first night we moved in together like we were like just like oh like total strangers like what's up what's up we like ended up like laying on the floor of our new place just staring at the roof and listening to like kanye west i think frank ocean oh frank ocean <laughs> shout out frank ocean 
don't know how that happened, but yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> and then yeah, and then from there on, it just <laughs> it just <laughs> for real. Shout out that yeah, man. Yeah, for real. Bro. Shout out Frank Ocean. <laughs> Big boss. <pause, bro. laughs> but yeah, and then from there, it just kind of yeah, it went on. We just we were all like, like it, it was so crazy to think that when you came into like. <laughs> not to sound like make it sound weird but when you came into my yeah, life let's go i knew you were gonna say it. go ahead <laughs> like that's when like things really started picking up because like like e- everything we've been talking about leading up to we were still in school we were still film students and within those like six months that we moved in together is when things like picked up like we stopped becoming students and started working in the industry like professionally like it shifted yeah, yeah. we come a long way thanks all right i feel and then now we're caught up now we're here yeah hell yeah well let's talk about a little bit like what you're doing now though before you ask us questions so since then like right now so you're continuing to pursue acting obviously and since then obviously you've made tons of connections with people here you've been on film sets with me other like professional film sets and whatnot um yeah how do you how does it feel how how are you doing how What's the next step? You know, talk about like you were in a very special place recently for a lengthy trip. (laughs) Tell the people. Yeah, talk about very special, very special, uh, unknown location, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a kind of a hidden city. Yeah, it's kind of low key. key. A lot of people don't know about it. I was in LA for the last (laughs) last month. Is what Amadeo is referring to. LA for the last month of twenty twenty one, month and a half. Um. Yeah, it was tight. I want to ask For y'all what? what's y'all's next step. But I can no, talk no, about. No, we'll talk. We'll talk. No, about talk that about like your bit. acting we... class in LA. Acting class in LA went crazy, bro. So, so before, <laughs> before the pandemic, before the pandemic, I hadn't gone like a day without having being in an acting class for like since that first class in Oregon. So, at least two years, and the pandemic hit. And no one's doing in-person classes. People are barely doing online ones. Terrible time. Like, I've never... I still feel, like, so in a rut in terms of acting. Um, but finally, after all this time, I was able and was lucky enough to have the opportunity to take an acting class in person in Los Angeles, California. And it was with the studios there, which was really cool. Um and super low-key really small and they had some good notoriety with actors i really enjoy and it was cool like you were fine i was finally in the mix with people who are pursuing acting in person and all the conversations were just about acting and all the facets of it and the things that you normally don't get to talk about with people who aren't pursuing acting um yeah it was thrilling really and i want to go back Yeah, it was cool. You call me. You call me shortly after your first day. <laughs> oh, we want to know the first, first day. day story. First day was rough so the, for sure. <laughs> talk about that. The first day was an interesting one. Um, it's been like a year and a half, two years of never taking a class because I, I don't know, online just isn't the same for me. Finally building up, I drive twelve hours to LA to go to this acting class, and first class was kind of rough. It was it was interesting feeling people out and yeah it just didn't go exactly what i expected um it was it was cool though like i there was no fluff really 
it was there was no introduction to anybody like there was no warm-up there was like people had partners already and we're performing scenes and if you didn't you're doing a monologue until you get a partner and then you perform a scene next week um having not known that and for people who are just starting out acting and like have never taken a class before i i probably wouldn't recommend taking that for your first class because it is a very like daunting experience if you're not like wildly confident in your ability to act like you have to be very like relatively secure in yourself and even i like have to act after acting for like some time was kind of nervous to like go up in front of everyone and just do a monologue like there was no like there's no hand holding which is cool at one aspect and if you work well that way then was that a flashback to you know oh another experience to first class <laughs> yeah yeah in a way i was Somewhat. like it was it was just cool i mean like i was excited for it more than nervous you know like don't get me wrong but like yeah it was just like very like you dive right in and whatever like and that was it um and i just i the thing why it was like kind of a dud for me the first class because i performed the monologue that i have always performed um that i keep in my back pocket which is my probably my favorite monologue i've ever heard i guess are you gonna perform for us right now hey yo let's get it it starts <laughs> off like this <laughs> Right, well, do you, you, do you want to share the to monologue? <laughs> just, just if people are curious. The monologue. It's, you, yeah, the yeah. It's um, it's from the play "The House of Ramon Iglesia" by Jose Rivera, and it's Javier's part where he's talking to his dad who had fallen into the snow because he's drunk and sad that his family's like kind of breaking apart. Mm. And it's it's a it's a crazy monologue because it talks about like how how there's just like a whole different like ideology about work and career. I feel like when it comes from like immigrant parents to like first years, yeah, first gens. Um, and that's like what it explores within like a 45 second monologue of like the different like hustles and like people's minds, not like understanding where people come from, you know, um, and different ideologies and ways of living. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Wow. <laughs> 45 seconds. It's dope. I, I have the book. You should read the book. Yeah, play for you real. should give me the book. That sounds really interesting. I just bought it. It's right here. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been meaning to buy it for a while because I've only had the monologue, but this is it right here. Wow. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for the gift. It's like, it's like Nardward up here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. How did you get this? <laughs> no way. <laughs> How do you know about the house of Rolling? We'll link the book in the description. Shout out Nardwar. <laughs> For real. That's the boy right there. All right, anyways. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Yeah, so acting class, LA. How was how how it like living in LA? Freaking sick. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo, stop the cap, bro. Living in LA is cool. Like, I don't know. People people were trying to get people not to go. And, and yo, people who are considering going to LA and are afraid of like, oh, like, oh, there's so many people going, like, and locals being like, Stop coming here, yada, yada. Everyone who lives in L.A. is a transplant. They call each other transplants. All the acting students are <laughs> transplants. No one is from there. there call, is, them out, call them out. There's bro. people from there, don't get me wrong, but not as many people as they make it out to seem in, on social media. People live out there. People are pursuing acting. It's not some crazy fantasy. <laughs> it's cool. Like you, you are out there, and people are like, yeah, like there's a lot of us doing what we want to do out here. It's cool. And people just talk about it so casually. People talk about having like a... Five auditions a week, so casually. That's like, yeah, it's just another day in, in the life. Like, this is cool, and everyone's happy, and like, sun is out, and it's dope. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. 
Yeah. I mean, mind you, we were lucky enough to get work out there. Um, um, so it was cool for that. And so we had a lot of our housing covered. So we didn't have to pay for housing, which is which is one thing. But I know housing is like super expensive. Yeah. So talk about that. Like you do that on the side too, where you kind of have like bleep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, bleep media productions. It's uh, me, Kira, and Kezia's production company. Um, yeah, we had work out there, and they like put us up, and so I was, and they were gracious enough. I don't know if I want to like call them out if they mind. I probably won't, but they were gracious enough to let me take classes, my classes while we were working, and like it was just. I, I'm telling you, like, the best month and a half of my entire life. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> it was dope. It was crazy. And on top of all that, like, working on these sets behind the scenes, um, we were able to talk. I was able to talk to – I worked on a few sets, actually. I was able to talk to actors of different, like, I guess, stages and levels, you would say. People who are, like, just graduated my age, like, our age, 20, 22, 24 just starting to work in like short films like for free still to like people who are the same age being in like big movies and like top agencies and like their like experience and like the differences between them and that alone was like so valuable to me it was cool wow i wish i could get into details about what we talked about but i learned more about like agencies and expectations and like what people how they live day to day as an actor and that real people are doing the real thing. It's cool. It's not just like a illusion actually there with your dreams, like an actual dream, not a dream. It's actually a, something that's realistic. Yeah. Tangible. It's not just like Albuquerque in high school musical, huh? something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> people are really doing the thing. Like it's cool. <coughs> well, that's all the questions I have. What do you have on with you? What would you change about your experience over there? What would you change it, you know, about anything? I literally, I, I'm telling you, I had the perfect experience. On top of all that, all like the dope working, going to class, beating all these people, and living in LA. Cherry on top, I got to watch Kanye West and Drake <laughs> live the very last night. It was wild. Yeah, it was dope. There's nothing, I would, would not change a single thing. I would literally live that whole experience again. Um. Yeah. So what about y'all though? Like, for real, <laughs> like, I, I, talking y'all ear off for real. People are like, will this guy ever shut up? <laughs> no, that's a guest what's, episode. Well, I mean, what's your advice for people that are like, you know, they're just getting started, or like perhaps are at a similar level that you are? Mm. You know, what's something that you want to say? People that are just getting started. Yeah. Was, was there someone there that 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 was thinking about back in your position where? You were first year, freshman year. You just, you know, you want to do, you know, med school. And there's just this like urge of, of acting, but you're like scared. Well, exactly. Mm, it's like something mm. beyond acting. You know, what's the impression that you want to make on someone that's just like kind of in between? Uh, what do I want to do? Asking themselves that question and perhaps being a little bit unsure, having ideas, whether it be about acting or not. You know, you've been there, you've lived through it. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, let me see. Like, I don't know. Like, what, kept, what kept what kept you going through all of it? Uh, what about. keeps you going? <laughs> <laughs> let me see which which question I want to answer. 
I don't know. Like, it's just a part of, like, who I am now. Like, that's what kind of keeps me going. And I always feel like the harder I work towards it and the closer I go and the farther I go, like, the closer I am to seeing everyone from, like, the red carpet again, you know, and, like, that community. And, you know, and the red carpet now kind of symbolizes, like, all my friends in the industry, not really just just them as much. No, it still represents them. But, like, I, when I refer to the red carpet, it's it's like everyone, you know. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just fun. And, like, I feel like the just roadblocks just make carpet. it more exciting. <laughs> huh? You know, find your red carpet. You know, find your groups. Find the people that support you. <laughs> yeah. Because do, do, you, do you think you could do it alone? No. No, I haven't done a step of this alone. For sure. Not a single step has been by myself. Um been surrounded by amazing friends and amazing people and like we're just helpful and and we help each other succeed like there's no way i could do it by myself it's not i don't see it as an independent road for sure that's what said like enrique made a very nice statement earlier when he said like as soon as you appeared in our lives it felt like it started to take a different course and that was that was a very tangible thing for me as well like after getting to know you and like spending more time with you it felt like Finally, I have someone that I can kind of anchor these interests with and we can climb up these chains together, you know, and just fucking just do it, do it our way and then do it, you know, keep going. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, it makes it a lot harder being in COVID and being out of school. Like, I mean, that's why we were able to start the Actress Brigade, which is so cool that we have friends that are like into it. What's the Actress Brigade? Um, the Actors Brigade is something I told Amadeo about this mad long ago. Like it's been it's been an idea in the works for some time, but we meet once a week, like a bunch of us actors, and just talk about acting, catch in, catch up about acting, and do improv games, and really just check in and really just be a community. Like it's it's hard to find one right now with COVID and and school being out. Yeah. So if the, if there's anyone listening from Albuquerque. New Mexico, where can they find more info about this Actors Brigade? It's very exclusive. You it's, really yeah, super low-key, high-key. <laughs> 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 We've already said a little too much about it, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, we really just post on Instagram, huh, Amadeo? We haven't really, like, we haven't, like, expanded or tried to, like, recruit. Like, we just, like, are, and we just, like, tell people, like, yeah, if you want to come. Uh, I'd be posting on my Instagram, which is at Eric Berrigan. Oh, my God. We'll link it later, bro. You know <laughs> <laughs> Me putting my plugs in shameless. Shameless. <laughs> um, well, but I mean, that's exactly what I was saying. It's like you've built a community. Like I felt closer to you because of this, like, you know, you're in this mutual interest in each other and in just about everybody around us and in what they do. You see the best in people. And because of that it's just been like such a genuine joy to have gotten to know you damn that's so and nice <laughs> to, like, to see that building up and to call you my brother to call you my acting partner to call you someone that i want to work with and to grow closer with and to grow up with even more than i am that's like i don't ever want to let that go bro damn, damn. appreciate that, that bro that hit bro i'm gonna give you one of Hey, yo, dap me up, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking real one. <laughs> what was I going to say? <laughs> I, uh, 
No, that's that's real, y'all. Appreciate it, bro. I mean, I've told you already before, like on the low, but like, yeah, like you definitely kept. You're part of the reason keeping the fire alive for sure. You're a big reason why I, I keep going and acting. Um, we just gotta get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get out of here. Uh, no, 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 New Mexico. No, 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 knock on. Uh, no knock on New Mexico's acting scene. Uh, it's no, just been hard. It's just been hard in general for everybody. I just want to, you know, see more of the world. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm telling you, yeah, that is dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will say this is one thing I, I'll tell, I always tell all the homies around me that are interested in acting. This right here, top three. If there's a fire in the house, I'm grabbing this in my top three arsenal and running out. This is my audition journal. Um, for people who can't see, I'm holding this Harry Potter-ass leather audition journal. And what it is, is when I first got signed, I bought this for myself, and I log every audition that I have and have had since that moment. And it's, like, super fulfilling, and it's, like, one of my favorite things in the world. And in the back is a pocket with stickers, so every time I book a role, I put a sticker on the page. And, yeah, and after an audition, immediately just go and write the date, the role name, the project, and all your thoughts about the audition and like what you did, what they said, how you felt about it, if you think you're gonna get it, boom, 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 all that. And then so you just put it away. Saying, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna publish this and be available for some Need something plus. Highly recommend though, for real, no joke. Like this has been like one of the best things I've ever chosen to do. So sick. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just twenty nine ninety nine push. <laughs> <laughs> An extra eight dollars a month for the subscription. More info on that later. That's special, bro. Dang. Yeah, it's cool. All right, man. What's your question? I have a few. Like, I mean, what should y'all be up to? I, I guess in terms of acting, we might as well stick with acting. What are your guys' thoughts on stage names and how that affects someone's career slash like, yeah, career and their I guess audition ability and cast ability. I think it makes a significant commercial impact. I actually do. Um, because, I mean, you look at, you know, the rosters of, you know, IMDb top 100 actors or 250, whatever, whatever. Anybody that's, like, kind of in the scene right now, they, not anyone, but it seems like a good number of them have stage names. And it's something that's catchy. It's something that's memorable. It's something that has, like, a sort of rhythm and dance to it. I don't think that it's entirely necessary and I don't think it's something that you maybe should think about for yourself. Perhaps like maybe a publicist or an agent might try to make that decision for you, but ultimately I say it's up to you. I think it can work if you vibe with it. You know, if you take that name, whatever it might be, and you think it fits you and perhaps it might fit you better for specific, specifically in the world of acting of, you know, of a performance, then maybe you should run with it. And if not, don't. <laughs> I don't know. <coughs> I, like, are you are you thinking of adopting a stage name? Nah. Well, funny story. Like before, I got to Albuquerque and I committed to my stage name being Eric Mark Berrigan. I included my full name, and then I got signed, and all my forms and everything that I was getting only had Eric Berrigan on it. And so I kind of just like rolled with it. And I was like, maybe I don't need the middle. 
But yeah, I used to, I almost committed to Eric Mark, like just Eric Mark. Wow. Yeah. I like that, dude. That's Eric clean Mark. It said it. It said it. <laughs> Eric Mark. Damn, bro. Yeah. This was starting Eric Mark. Eric Mark would be cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I like Eric Berrigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as it's like respectful to, you know, you. You know, like, why do you want to completely, like, dive into some other persona? I understand, like, pen names, you know, for authors. Um, some of those are kind of for fun. Or even just, like, other names for artists. Like, if you want to pursue a different kind of slice, you know. Uh, a famous example would be Mac Miller, the late Mac Miller, with Larry Fisherman. Have you heard of Larry Fisherman? And that was his project, <coughs> his, like, indie project on SoundCloud. So that was, like, the SoundCloud side of Mac Miller. And then there was Mac Miller, like the big commercial name. And then there was Larry Fishman that was doing like alternative kind of experimental rap and hip-hop sounds. Yeah, I did not know that. Wow. Like jazz and like et cetera. Oh, wicked. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, for example, I wouldn't change my name. I don't even know what I would change it to if I had to. (laughs) I just thought of something funny for you, Eric. It's like, like Emba. (laughs) <laughs> Emba, <Yeah>. Emba, <laughs> <laughs> like Ember, yeah, but Emba. <laughs> Might have to I use that one. Take out. That one fly, but I just thought, I just thought of that randomly. What What are your uh, thoughts, Enrique? I think I'm video summarize it pretty good. I think I think I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Next question. That was it. That was all I had. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> All right, goodbye. <laughs> Let me see. I didn't want to have to do it, but I'm pulling out the phone. Oh, did you my... really write down questions? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. This oh, is... my God. This... <laughs> I was getting on to be some buddy podcast. You have <laughs> to know. <laughs> um, this is a first. What's like... <laughs> like a guest asking us questions. Like, you're setting the bar real high for these I future guests. I want to know from y'all, like, what's, what's the next thing you want to learn how to do? Um, like in terms of like anything, I I I really I don't know why I want to learn how to weld. I think learning how to weld would be cool. <laughs> the most randomest skill: how to weld. Yeah, no, I heard you. That could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you should learn. To, no, because like you were telling me about like possibly wanting to open a ranch like at some time in your life. Do you know how to farm? Really. I think I say that as a joke. I, I always say as a joke, like, if anything happens in life, I'm just going to move to Mexico and live my grandparents' ranch and take over and just <laughs> farm. be that legacy, huh? <laughs> Sounds chill right yeah. now, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Amadeo? I don't know. It's just, it's just something that I would like. Like, anything? Anything at all? Yeah. I don't know if anything's been on the forefront, but gosh, why I'm like blanking on the possibilities. Like, what the fuck? This is stupid. What's like the next There's thing like you want to do, like in your career? Uh. I want to learn how to audition. You know, get in the flow of it and not let it phase me. Mm. Just the idea of it, because I'm so new to it. I've actually never done an audition before. I've only done self tapes that I've submitted to, so I've never like had someone instantly provide feedback or like stare me down as I'm trying to (laughs) go through whatever line it might be so 
hearing about auditioning as an experience and how potentially paralyzing it can be and wanting to just like let go of all of those uh, anxious feelings about it and go into it with the you know the acknowledgement that it is just another opportunity to do what we love to do it doesn't matter who's in that room or what their attitude is or how bad the writing is <laughs> just do it get it done and for me at the moment it just sounds like something that's easier said than done and I want to make it a reality so I would say that's the next step for me what about you? cool honestly I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for the question I just asked the question <laughs> well come on man you gotta, you gotta think of an answer now I know you guys were answering I was like I should probably think of one too next thing I want to do mm-hmm Learn how to get better at taking photos. Learn more about that, I guess. It'd be fun to learn something that has nothing to do with film and acting. <laughs> yeah, that was my answer. I was like, yeah, welding. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to take yours. That'd be fun. I'll learn that too, welding. Nah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, stuff with photography. I want to get better at photography and more. Learn how to color. That, yeah. Be better at coloring both video and photo. The next thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I've got good taste of filters, but I don't really want to use filters. <laughs> I rather just figure it out myself. But I mean, I can relate to that strongly with um, uh, wanting to take pictures of clothing. You know, the clothes mm. that I've got. Yeah. And how to make like an interesting, almost tell a story with like the collection of photos that you got for however many pieces of clothing you've got and that'll definitely be valuable down the line so that's dope yeah all the, what's, all, what's the uh, one last question what's the best one all these questions are, these questions. are the uh, the b-side questions for the documentary <laughs> the documentary oh. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Eric here. I actually brought Eric up a few times in, in some discussions we had in prior episodes where, yeah, talk about your latest project, and we'll, we'll end it with that so people can, can keep an eye out for it. Ooh, tune in. It might be out by the time this is out. High key. Um, it's going to be posted on Instagram, at Eric Berrigan. <laughs> <laughs> tune in. It's a uh, description. Well, just recently shot a documentary with all the film homies. Uh yeah, just recently shot a documentary with all the film homies, and thankful everyone came through, and it was really just a piece to catch up, because we just had a new year, and to almost set the bar for the year, and see how things go, and have something to look back on in a year, five years, and ten years. Um, talking about, like, film careers, and yeah, and just life. Yeah, that's where the that's where these questions are kind of getting why, pulled from. Why did you want to make it? <laughs> I just wanted to make it. I wanted to come together, and I think it's just it's a crazy time in everyone's life right now. Everyone's like starting their careers, and I just want to get everyone before they're like gone. <laughs> like everyone's so rapidly like moving up the ladder. Um, it's it's wild. I just want to be able to like 
come and catch up with everyone and just have solidify a moment in time for everyone to watch before we all blow like it's it's just moving way too fast like <laughs> it's wild yeah and it's almost done like the rough rough is done it just got colored and i'm just putting in just going through the works of the last final touches it should be done by the time this is out yeah it's called mm-hmm. soaring 20s friends in film soaring 20s damn yo set Shout out Eric. <laughs> Shout out Eric. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well. Yeah, again, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I wasn't ahead. recording for the first five minutes of this episode. <laughs> oh my god. I was, I was recording audio. I was recording audio, and then I noticed like you, you guys were talking, and I looked at my, I looked at Logic, <laughs> and the bar wasn't moving at all. <laughs> oh my god. That's all right. We'll figure it out later. I'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> Just another day on the Peace Somebody podcast. Just well, day. thanks for joining us, Eric. Thanks for having me, man. I, I talked y'all's ears off, man. Hopefully, hopefully next time I could learn more about y'all. I'll just tune into the two, you know? to the other podcast. This, is, this was Eric Mark Berrigan, the hottest face in Hollywood. <laughs> to Hollywood. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to Hollywood. <laughs> to Hollywood. Straight from. Anchorage, Alaska, and, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So, great pleasure to have you here. This was episode 22 of the Be Somebody podcast, our second ever guest special. My name is Enrique. Nope. (laughs) 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 My name's Eric. (laughs) And my name's Amadeo Hughes. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Take care, everyone. Yes, sir. Thank you all for tuning in. Later. <laughs>